Machiavelli, he was a diplomat. Machiavelli's politics granddad. Machiavelli from Italy came. With Machiavelli, things were never lame. Machiavelli, we made you a show. It's the Machiavelli podcast, so let's go. So today I am joined by my uh, fellow committee member, Nadia Nasruddin, mm-hmm. and we will be interviewing two uh, political science students here at UFA. Uh, their second years, and they do the Dutch track. Uh, we have Sabine Scharwachter. Caesar van Roy. Yes, and both of them have uh, different degrees of political participation in different parties. And we wanted to sit down in anticipation of the upcoming uh, municipality elections and the upcoming debate that we're hosting on March 10th. Uh, we thought we would sit down and talk about their participation and maybe, hopefully, uh, give a little bit of inspiration for people out there who maybe feel like they want to get involved in politics and get involved in parties and just don't quite know how. So uh, enjoy. Well, my name is Sabine Scharwachter. I'm 24 years old. Um, I've been living in Amsterdam for five years now and I'm a member at GroenLinks or Green Left, the Dutch (laughs) Green Party. Um, And I'm also on the ballot for the municipality elections, uh, both in Amsterdam and in Amsterdam West. Nice. Where yeah. did you live before? Sorry, you said Amsterdam in five years. Yeah, I uh, grew up in the area around Nijmegen, on the east side of the country. Peter, you're from Amsterdam. Yeah, I'm born and raised, 23 years old. Um, I've been working for four and a half years before starting to study. So I currently study political science here. Um, I have been the chairman of the political youth party of the VVD uh, in Amsterdam, uh, but I stopped last year in September. Um, and I've been active in the board for two years. Oh, I should mention that too, that yeah. I was the chair of, <laughs> I was the chair of Dwars, which is the, mm. the youth organization of GroenLinks, um, both in Amsterdam and in all the national organization. Okay, and you uh, encountered each other before you studied political science, right? <laughs> yeah, we are, uh, if we talk about ideology, we are quite opposite of each other. <laughs> uh, no, but we've met with, uh, Multiple meetings, I think, uh, about how to uh, activate people in Amsterdam to to participate in uh, in politics, mm. uh, but also to talk about mutual statements if we talk about uh, press releases and stuff. So yeah, we've met before. Mm. I find it interesting that you both had political experience before you started political science. Is that true? Yeah. Would yes. you would you say we're all doing political science second year? I think all of us. Yeah. Would you say that this bachelor is reflective of what's needed in real no. politics? No? Not at all. Oh, no. no in, in my opinion, I, I haven't learned anything. I do have to say, well, of course, you, you learn things, but talking about real-life politics, I think it's still theoretical. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I think if you would be in a commission or even the board of political youth organization uh, for one year, I think you would learn more about politics than studying political science for three years. But it's just my opinion. I don't know how you think about it. Yeah, I kind of agree. Like, um, I well, during the studies, I experienced that I really like doing politics and like being active in the political field, um, and not so much like studying it as a science, which is really from a different perspective. Um, But I, yeah, I, I guess that if you want to become a politician and you. Yeah, well, you really want to become politically active, it would be more useful to like study something like sociology or history, like something about society, because in the end, that's what politics is about. Mm. And 
um, if you want to make like change through politics, you you probably want to know a lot about the world around you and not so much about the decision-making process mm. in itself, which it, it might, might, may also be useful, but it's not the most important thing in my opinion. Yeah, and like uh, when you look, I don't know the official statistics, but I'm sure when you look at the makeup of like you know, the, the, the Dutch parliament, for example, how many of them actually studied politics? Probably very few, if any, so you know. Um, generally speaking yeah people come from law backgrounds as well and and yeah history and, and whatever it might be but i would be interested to know um why was it for example for yourself sabine why was it that green links for you was the party that you said this is going to be where i you know i, I put a lot of years into and effort mm -hmm. into um well actually when i first became politically active this was around um not the last but the in 2017 the national elections mm. um and i think during that campaign the, it was the first time that i began to explore what kind of parties there are and what i think um and well at that time GroenLinks was the one that most resonated with me um but in hindsight i think it was a good decision because for me GroenLinks covers all the the most important um well, values that I have, so sustainability, but also um, socioeconomic equality, um, anti-racism, like all those topics. Um, and I feel like at GroenLinks, I don't have to choose between all those values because I feel like they really, well, try to um, provide an answer to all those problems instead of focusing on just like one issue. Mm. And then for yourself, Caesar, was there any particular party that you resonated with? At the, at the moment? Yeah. Well, I think a little background story is important to mm. tell. Um, I used to be like the traditional VVD voter uh, back then, especially with uh, Bolkenstein. I don't know if you've heard about him. Not really. Quite an important person for the, for the VVD. Uh, so back then in 2016, uh, I voted for Rutte. Uh, but there were a lot of points uh, that I had uh, problems with um, that the VVD couldn't rep represent me anymore mm -hmm. for, for my feeling. So talking about immigration, talking about climate, also uh, economic uh, policies. So back then, and I say back then uh, specifically, um, Forum for Democracy came up. And also with Thierry Baudet, at first he seems like um, a completely new way of, of, uh, of doing politics, refreshing in some way with new ideas. But after let's say one to two years, I just uh, find out that he's quite crazy um, <laughs> and that it's not someone that we want in our parliament, in my opinion. So then there was a, a period when I didn't have a party to vote for. And then with the last elections, just before that, Ja 21, uh, Ja 21 came yeah. up, which is uh, talking about uh, standpoints quite the same as Forum, but with completely different people, which is a good thing in my opinion. Uh, but the most important thing is that policy is rational, uh, that the common man goes forward with it. Uh, so I think that's one of the things that attracts me the most to Ja 21. It's really a no bullshit uh, party, to my opinion. And do you think that like your background before you studied politics was in uh, banking, did you say? Yeah, I currently work at the bank for currently. three years. And before that, I've been working as a renewable energy consultant for two and a half years. Ah, okay. Yeah. okay. 
I feel like it's interesting because it seems so natural when you talk about politics and being interested in this, but how did you first enter like the political sphere? Was there always an interest or your family was there political or? Well, for me, it started in 2016. I've always been interested in history, uh, philosophy, and also society questions, questions about society. Uh, but then I remember there were the American elections between Trump and, uh, and Clinton. And back then we talked a lot about it on high school. And it was always Trump is a bad guy, he shouldn't become president. And I completely followed the flow, uh, the vibe with uh, being anti-Trump. And then at one point I was in a bar just after Trump won. And I was uh, talking to someone next to me and I said to him, oh, it's really worse that uh, really bad for America that Trump became president. And then he asked me why. Isn't it clear if you just look at it? And then he asked me to name particular reasons and I couldn't name anyone, uh, name any reason. And then at that point, I decided for myself that I never wanted to be in a situation like that again, that someone asked me something about politics and that I do not know the answer to it. Uh, so I think that was the biggest switch for me to uh, look into more, uh, look more into politics and also to become more active with it. Then I first tried to realize that this well, this elected official could have an enormous impact on the lives of millions of people. Uh, and also because I saw Jerry Baudet in the Netherlands and I saw Trump in America and I was like, okay, well, if he, Trump get, can get elected in the United States, then maybe Jerry Baudet can become really big here as well. Especially because I, I learned that a lot of American, uh, American, uh, like young Americans didn't vote at all and that contributed to, to his election. And I learned that in the Netherlands, um, young people are also underrepresented. I was really like, okay, I need to, well, know, learn more about politics because this is this can have such enormous effects on um, on the world. So uh, that is actually my, my political awakening, I guess. Um, yeah. But I guess we both took an entirely different turn. <laughs> <laughs> And did you find that maybe um, you had like obviously this appetite to, to get involved in politics, but were there any challenges or boundaries that stopped you from maybe doing what you really wanted to do? Um, well, I think that when I um, joined Dwarsh for the first time, I didn't join it because I was like, I want to become a politician or I want to become politically active. I was like, oh, I am a citizen with voting rights I should know, know more about politics so this is probably a place where I can learn more um, and it was not until later that I learned hey but maybe I can also become like well have do actually politics I guess um, and this is also because I started to learn more about other younger female politicians who um, kind of inspired me because before I was, it never occurred to me that this could be something for me as well. So um, I think this is the first barrier that a lot of people who are not uh, old white males sometimes don't even realize that this what politics is also something that they can actually do and that they can have a voice in. Um, so that but beside that barrier, I think there are, a lot, are many more because what you're saying um, even in like a progressive party as GroenLinks where a lot of people are like, yeah, the participation of young people is important. Um, even there are subtle ways where young people are not taken as seriously as older people. So I think this is really um, the reality of politics nowadays still. Mm. Yeah, 
talking about barriers, I think also one of the biggest misconceptions with uh, uh, people who want to get into politics, especially younger, younger people, um, is that they do not know what the possibilities are and how easy it is to uh, join like a youth club or, or even go in the local council if you want to, because it's really easy and they're currently looking for a lot of new, young, refreshing minds. Mm-hmm. Um, so now's the time to join, but I think it also has to do that uh, especially at school, they don't get teach anything about the possibilities or also what politics is about and that politics also about you. Uh, because a lot of people they just watch the TV and then there's a political debate, they think, oh, it's not about me, they'll just decide. Uh, but their vote is just as important as theirs. Mm. But do you have any advice for anybody who would want to get involved in youth politics? Like exactly where do you start if you have no idea or experience? Well, for me it was really helpful that I just showed up at one of the um, events of Dwars. Um, because maybe it's, this is a helpful story, but uh, within one year of me being active, I became the chair of Dwars in Amsterdam. And within one, and a, one more year, I was the chair of the national organization. So it can go pretty quick if you're motivated. Um, but the, often they're really desperate looking for new members that want to take up a role or become active or organize something and there's really a lot of things that you can do even if you don't know much about politics because for example uh, the first thing i did at dwarfs was joining a committee that was focusing on sustainability because at that time i didn't know shit about sustainability so it's like well maybe if i join this club i will just learn um and of course i didn't have as much knowledge about this topic as some other people in the same committee but then I took up organizing events for example about sustainability topics so just by participating I I learned a lot so I would really encourage everybody mm-hmm. even if you don't know anything about politics or you yeah just become active because then you will learn from each other yeah, yeah and I think also really important for people want to get involved to just start at looking uh, at the programs, the political programs that parties have and just uh, look up certain uh, subject for example and just look what they're saying about it and then try to develop your own opinion about it and just look what what could be a match between you and a political party. party. Or what also is a possibility for example at uh, the EOVD, so it was the political youth party of the VVD but it is independent. Um, we are independent, so it doesn't matter if you're just liberal uh, or if you would vote on D66 or the VVD, just whether you're liberal it's fine and you can just join. So then after being there for let's say one year, you have a lot of time to, um, uh, to research your parties and to find your party that's suited for you. Or maybe you won't out, but you learn more about politics and what is important to you. And uh, I would also like to add that there are more ways to become active politically than just joining a political party um, because there are a lot of other organizations or like activist groups who are also working on the same political topics but then not through the the parliamentary um, path I guess Um, and for me politics is really like um, a collective activity because I feel like if you're want to do politics and you trying to how can I personally make an impact then I think you may be, get disappointed because often your effort is not directly translated in some kind of change or some like 
some actually policy effect or something. Um, but by seeing yourself as part of like a collective process that may take years, but like every individual that's contributing to that goal, um, well, it's important and it's useful. It's useful work. So, and I think there are like multiple ways to do that. And even someone, well, what I was saying at the beginning, who's doing more like individual things, like helping in, out in your neighborhood, this can also be like a political, um, political activity mm. because you're making like a, an impact on the world around you. Yeah, uh, in the upcoming local elections, which take place on the 16th of March, um, even international students, for example, so all EU students who are registered in, in, in their municipality can vote, all non-EU students who have lived here for more than five years can vote. And that's, I think, a bit of a hidden market for a lot of parties. Mm. And I definitely noticed that Green Links have stepped up their, their uh, non-Dutch campaign, shall we say. So the, the, the first party to translate, I think, the, what would you call it, the policy uh, plan? Political program? Yeah, the program into yeah. English. I and definitely think that international students, for example, we're, they're, they're, they don't know yet that actually you can vote, you know what I mean? Mm. And it's so important mm. that we get that message out there because, as you say, yeah, we, we live here, we, we pay taxes, you know? Yeah, but e even, like... <laughs> apart from the taxes, <laughs> I also agree that it's important that international students vote because even if you le leave in two years, then there will always be an international student after you and you don't only represent like your own like um, values and what you think is important, but you also represent a group of international students. That if you um, choose for a party that um, well, ha has some great things to say about topics that international students find important, like say housing or whatever, um, then well, it is important that your voice is heard. Yeah. Well, in my opinion, I think international students are just as part as, uh, from the Amsterdam Society as I will be as a native Amsterdamer. Can I say native Amsterdamer? I guess. think so. Yeah. <laughs> I think it makes sense, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. funny that at some point, things I guess we do agree we're doing this <laughs> podcast because usually it's not the case <laughs> and how have you found that relationship for example between uh, particularly as you like grow up in politics let's say in your adult life um, how have you found dealing with different opinions and, 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 and dealing with people with different opinions and, and keeping things civil well I do have to say um, um, I'm actually looking for people who think differently uh, for example with dating I would never be able to date a, uh, people, uh, uh, someone who is uh, right-oriented, yeah. so he should be left, yeah. uh, especially with friends. I find it much more interesting um, if friends of mine stem uh, vote for GroenLinks, uh, for example. <laughs> um, no, but the, the, the most important part is to listen to each other, uh, to let them speak, to let them make their arguments, uh, to ask them questions, because I think in the end you can also learn something from it. Um, and if we stop talking to each other, then we get into real societal problems. So if the other person feels respected and heard, I think that's uh, a very big and important step uh, to take. Yeah, for me, it's well, most of my friends are pretty much thinking um, in similar ways as I do, so that's a bit different. Um, but a few years ago, I found it really interesting to talk to people who were thinking completely different than I do because it actually helped shape my own thoughts just by well getting in arguments with each other I was actually forced to like um, argue well argument why I was thinking mm -hmm. certain things so that helped a lot but 
at some point you kind of knew what kind of the way that other people may think about may think differently about topics. Um, so now I'm not really actively um, looking for these kind of discussions anymore, but still I always feel motivated to, if someone wants to talk to me, even though we think completely differently, then I always want to talk to them because I feel like sometimes, um, well, well, for two reasons, because for one reason um, it helps, it prevents people from radicalizing too much, like on both sides, like you, um, um, you always get n well another perspective that you can mm. take with you, um, and the other reason is that I often um, experience that someone is thinking something completely different than I do, and then when you talk to them, it's because they didn't have um, certain information that mm. you do wh that where you based your opinion on. So just by exchanging this information, you can actually help each other out and helping each other well form. Um, ideas that they can actually, how do you say, it, argument on. Yeah, like it, it helps you sort of cement your own opinions as well. It was a quite interesting question that you uh, that you asked, because in Amsterdam there is uh, quite a problem of political correctness and also the cancel culture. So what I've experienced a lot. Um, <laughs> Not you were cancelled? <laughs> <laughs> Multiple times. Um, but if you would say it's on both sides, so on the left and on the right. So let's say someone uh, votes for, for democracy and he speaks to someone who votes, let's say, green left, then it would be a real possibility that the guy from Form for Democracy don't want to talk to the other person anymore and also on the other side. So I think that's also a very big problem, which is very important, especially in MSM at the moment that we keep listening to each other and focus on arguments that people make and not just the vote, uh, the, the party that they vote for. Yeah. That's a good point. Not to be sort of blinded yeah. by it. By yeah, yeah, that makes sense, I think. Yeah. yeah I, uh, well, when it comes to political correctness, obviously I completely disagree, but maybe this is another <laughs> discussion for another time. Yeah. <laughs> but I cancelled you and I'm still here with you. So <laughs> how do you feel about that? <laughs> Next time we'll do a we'll do a one on cancel culture. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't have any more questions. Have you got anything else Me to neither. add? No? no. Amazing. That was great. Thank you so much, guys. Um, well, there you have it, Nadia. Yes. Did you enjoy that? That was so much fun. Yeah. So nice and informative. Yeah, and they really just kept speaking, which was amazing because that's exactly what we wanted. We wanted really nice, like uh, pieces of information that the people at home who are listening to us. Hopefully, there are some people listening to us. Um, <laughs> so that they can can really learn something from it and take something from it and hopefully who knows maybe be inspired to uh participate a bit more in, in politics yes they definitely had a lot to say and share with us but i thought it was really interesting to yeah. listen to for sure and definitely like as as both of them said i believe you know political science students are full of opinions and um, <laughs> full of grievances and that's um totally fair and you know maybe you want to find out why um some of your grievances are not being solved. And if that is the case, then uh, I think we both recommend you join us for the debate that we're organizing with six parties in the Amsterdam municipality. Mm -hmm. It's taking place on March 10th in the evening time. If you'd like to sign up, it is of course free. Uh, you can sign up at the website under the activities page. And um, yeah, I mean, I for one, am really looking forward to it. Yes, 
Same. Yeah. It's going to be really informative as well, for sure. Yeah. And help many people out, I Big think. Time. Especially on issues like housing, which is obviously something that affects every single person in Amsterdam. Yes. Um, this is definitely going to be one of the main you know, uh, topics to, to talk about with these parties and, and find out maybe which party you think has the best solution for um, you know, ensuring that the next years of, of, of students don't have the same problems that we have had. Of course, they probably will still have problems, but... That's, uh, yeah. Maybe we can make the situation better. Who knows? Yes, who knows. Anyway, yes. hopefully we'll see you all there.